0: I want to begin our review of 3,000 Years of Longing by saying this, that we cannot, in all good conscience, recommend that you watch this in Malaysian cinemas. Bahir and I were so shocked and impressed that this movie actually made it to Malaysian cinemas. We're big George Miller fans, and we were excited at the chance at watching this on the big screen. But there is so much censorship that we are convinced we missed large swaths of plot and dialogue. And it wasn't just naked sexiness that was censored, but because there was some nudity involved with certain conversational scenes as well that we feel like we missed out on quite a bit.
1: Let's just call it the Game of Thrones sex position problem.
0: Yes, exactly. People are having serious and important plot-driven conversations
1: while having sex. And we might have missed it. The way the movie unfolds is that Idris Elba's character is 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 telling his life story. So there's narration over sexy time. So you will lose narration while you lose sexy time. So you pointed out that the published runtime of this is about 108 minutes. Yes. Which is about 148. Correct. When we came out of the cinema Just halfway through the credits, the runtime was about 1.30. So even if it was 1.35, we
0: may have missed about 8 or 9 minutes of actual film.
1: Which is a lot when it's mostly a talky movie, right? A narratively driven story. The trailer for this movie
0: is quite misleading in the sense that I think the trailer is cut to make this movie feel like it's epic and sweeping when in fact it's actually quite intimate because... A lot of the movie is centered around Idris Elba's djinn talking to Tilda Swinton's professor about his life story. And that's essentially what 3,000 Years of Longing is all about. Tilda Swinton is a professor of literature and narrative, and essentially she comes across a genie in the bottle, played by Idris Elba, and he grants her three wishes. But it's not that simple. And I think that's where the interesting twist in the tale lies, because this is not a genie that will do anything to get out of the bottle. This is a genie that calls himself a fool for constantly being trapped inside this bottle for thousands of years, or a variety of different bottles for thousands of years.
1: It's mostly because the jinn is a good guy. You know, he's the, I'm not going to let you screw up your life with these wishes kind of situation. So he's the djinn that does the right thing, essentially. So he keeps finding himself back locked up into these bottles over the course of, you know, 3,000 years.
0: I'm torn about this movie because I kind of like it, but I want to like it more. But there are things yeah. about it that keep holding me back. And so it's, it's beautiful. It's heartfelt. And I think the chemistry between Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba is really, really good. But given the runtime and the scope of the story that they're trying to
1: tell, I can't help but feel that it's rushed. At the end of this film, I turned to you and I said, I really, really want to love this movie and I, I don't. I don't know if it's because of the censorship. And again, we're not we're not talking about the salaciousness of it, right? We're not saying we didn't like it because we didn't get to see all the sexy bits. We both have the internet, so we don't need it for that kind of stuff. But my point is that I don't know if the movie is jarring and jumpy because of censorship or if it was written that way on the page. Right. Like you said, the trailer makes this feel like some sweeping, epic, Arabian Nights type situation. But it's not. It really is two people well, a djinn and a person, talking in a room and telling these stories about the past. And I don't know if those jumps to those stories were the problem written on page or if it's because of the way the censorship got its hands on it. Because it didn't quite flow for me. It didn't quite sweep me off my feet, which this movie really, really should. It did feel like maybe George Miller wanted a longer movie, but the
0: studios went, we need to keep this tight and moving and pacey. But that said, I think the writing is really good and the performances are really good because I was really engrossed in the stories that were being told. And of course, a lot of these stories are kind of fictionalizations of real-life historical tales and myths, right? So they've kind of... George Miller has kind of adapted it for this movie uh, which is essentially a love story between Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba's Jin. I think for me, that's where I felt shortchanged because, because we see so much of their story or his story told through flashback, when we get to their actual love story, that's what felt rushed for me. Because there's a turn in the film, I think we both felt the same way, there's a turn in the film that kind of happens out of nowhere and... Well, it doesn't happen out
1: of nowhere. We understand where it's coming from, but we would like to have seen more of it. It didn't feel deserved. Yes. We get the building blocks, we get how we get there, but it didn't feel deserved. And for me, that was the biggest problem. We were forced to fill in the blanks ourselves when the
0: movie should have done it for us. Hmm. And so I think that's what I felt really lacking in this. The things I did love... I like the concept of it as well. I liked that... What what was she called? Was it a narratologist? I think that was... I never heard that term before. But it's the academic study of narratives and stories. And I thought that was really cool. And in some ways, it is a hark back to the power of stories and why stories are exciting. So it's actually a celebration of stories as well. So all of that stuff I really enjoyed.
1: But I didn't think this movie did any of that. Did you not? I didn't feel like this movie was a love story to stories i don't know if it's a story problem or if it was an lpf problem i find it very hard to judge this movie but i'm definitely re-watching this when it comes out on digital because there's stuff there that i think is good i think that
0: if the movie was made outside of covid they could have done more with it. Because I think some of the shortcomings of the film are due to the fact that maybe they had to shoot it over quarantine. And I say this because... You think so? Well, I say this because there is a very static nature to a lot of the film. In the sense that a lot of it is them sitting in a hotel room and talking while the flashbacks take you to wherever they shot the movie. Whether they actually shot in Istanbul, I'm not sure. But... There's a lot of green screen because obviously there are these palaces and interior sets and all of that stuff. But I think it would have been cool if, for example, they walked around the streets of Istanbul as the djinn was telling the story. And if they took it outside of the hotel room. And I think
1: maybe that was a decision that was forced because of quarantine. I don't know. The thing about it is that for me, all of the flashbacks feel like flashbacks Uh, let me try and explain that right in that i didn't know where this movie was being told is it being told in present time where these two characters are going to fall in love and relate to each other the jinn and the human find common ground etc blah 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 or is it going to be told in flashback that these present time moments were just setups for the flashback and the flashback sort of fleshes the story out and I think the problem is it feels very 50-50. The story wants to be told in both places. And I think I fell out of it. So like, for example, perfect example for me, the first flashback, air quote sequence, the ones where the djinn was talking about the Queen Shiba moments, all those bits were shot like a flashback. It's beautifully slow-mo. It's very short clips. No scenes really play out. Yes. Characters pop in and out. You don't know anybody's name and all that. It's fine. But then all the flashbacks are like that. No scenes play out in the flashbacks, and I think that's the problem. The no character movements happen in any of the flashbacks. And I wish that, like you said earlier, it feels like there is a three hour George Miller cut somewhere where all of this happens, where the flashbacks have got longer scenes where where the the current time is maybe shorter or or, or more played out. and I think. I might like that better. Like the, you know, the kingdom of heaven situation.
0: (laughs) I just wanted them to leave the hotel room. I think if they had gone for a walk, I think if they had spent more time together, like I understand that they're spending lots of time sitting on the bed talking in a hotel room, but... I disagree. I don't know if the hotel room sequences were. Three hours or 10 minutes. And that's why I think I needed them to leave. I needed like a before sunrise yes, type yeah. thing. They're having dinner. They're going for a walk. They're sitting by the park. Because then I think even you spending 10 hours in a hotel room is one thing. But spending 10 hours in the city where this gin was born is something different. And then you can see maybe her exploring his world in some way. And so then you can then you can imagine her falling in love with that. But here, you're stuck in a hotel room where Agatha Christie apparently wrote Murder on the Orient Express, which is casually mentioned and then never touched upon again, is a bit weird lah. And it's
1: a bit... I felt a bit cheated by that. And I mean, even if they were in the hotel room for 10 hours, it's the kind of thing where, like, maybe she should get dressed, maybe she gets lunch... Maybe there's tea delivered. You know, stuff happens. There's a passing of time. There are there are these touchstones of of time passing, but we don't see any of that. So I don't know if those if that present time conversation was a ten minute thing stretched out over ninety minutes. You know, and that's the problem.
0: It is by no means a bad movie. It's just not a great George Miller movie. Like for me, this is maybe a five five and a half out mm. of ten because it isn't terrible but it's the kind of thing i would watch on tv if it came on it's the kind of stuff the saturday afternoon and sunday afternoon matinees i used to watch as a kid
1: and it's the kind of thing where it's the kind of movie where you really want to get swept up in you want to lose time into it right you want it to be a three-hour thing where you sit down at 11 o'clock at home and order lunch halfway through and then maybe get some drinks later you want the story to meander a little bit
0: it's very gentle is what it is yeah. There's one more thing which I liked about Alicia who is Tilda Swinton's character because it's not necessarily a character we encounter a lot in film but she was this perfectly content character that doesn't want anything in life. She's perfectly happy with everything else. Like when he says you have three wishes she's like I can't think of a single thing I want. And I'm just like that is I mean that can be quite I guess it's a, it's a bit frustrating for a protagonist but at the same time it's like oh I've never encountered a character like that on film before.
1: My, my issue with that Characterization of the Alethea is that I don't know if she was honest. Or or is she just being a pain in the gin's butt it didn't feel like Right, is she lying to herself? Yeah, exactly, right? Because she has all these things in her life that feel unfulfilled, but she says she's happy.
0: And But as a narrative device, I understand why it's there. Because of course. This is a person that the Jin has never encountered before because everyone he's encountered always wants something, right? And I think that's what throws him for a loop and you can see how he would fall in love with her because of it.
1: Again, I have all these questions that I don't know if it's a problem with story or if it's a problem with LPF because I didn't see her character as being anything other than a pain in the butt. I wanted her to be slightly more warm. Like, you know, She'd just be like, Oh, I guess there's a giant black man in my my hotel room. Cool, you know. And then when the djinn goes, Oh, I'll give you three wishes, she's you know, Alethea's like, I don't know if I want anything. I'm like, is she just being difficult? And I find that a difficult thing to swallow with this story. I didn't mind that so much because
0: I figured she spent her life studying stories. So she is open to the possibility of craziness i'd like to think that if either of us encountered aliens or superheroes
1: we wouldn't freak out we'd just be like i knew it i knew it (laughs) but but that's the thing right we would accept it she questioned it and then sort of brushes it off it just feels both easy and difficult and i was having trouble with with that
0: no i can see that
1: i want to love this movie
0: same I kept trying to find reasons to, like, love this movie. I've just ended up being a little indifferent to it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Indifferent is a good word. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: You know, if you get a chance, watch 3000 Years of Longing. Yet again, I don't recommend you watch it in the cinema because it's a terrible experience just based on the censorship alone. But when it gets on digital, when it's available on VOD... We do recommend you watch it because I think it's an interesting movie from George Miller. And like Bahi said earlier, we're pretty sure there is a three hour Miller cut somewhere and maybe we might get that on digital. I don't know. but for me, this is a story that I've always like these kinds of stories with jinns and Arabian myths are stuff that I've always enjoyed. and it feels like a it feels like a movie with a lot of potential that seemed to have been let down by itself. If you have seen 3,000 Years of Longing, let us know what you think. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, My. You can also email us on podcast at gogler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline 012-524-5208. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.